Parenting Today is a podcast produced by Reformed Youth Ministries. Whether you feel competent or confused in parenting, this podcast seeks to apply God's truth to the culture of today. For more information on this ministry, visit rym.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to Parenting Today um, with Kurt Cooper, I'm my co-host. Kurt, how's it going? Hey, uh, you said my name really funny, so <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, we're talking about dating. Uh, we, we, we talked about relationships kind of in just general understanding, um, some, you know, theological framework for talking about relationships, but then got into dating and we kind of, uh, started to exceed time. And we were saying a lot about some of the, uh, challenges of dating relationships in junior high and high school. And so we did kind of have to hurry that portion a little bit or that segment and so we're going to pick up with that a little bit today talking a little bit more about the the fall category of dating and relationships and then uh, getting into redemption and so uh, we're bringing up sexual sin and Kurt you started to say uh, something about uh, just some of the the caution signs or warning signs or uh, kind of the sure. check, check engine light uh, things for parents to be aware of so why don't you pick up with some of those and then well, we'll, we'll get into the conversation today. I was just going to say that if your student has a boyfriend or girlfriend, these are, you know, when your when your check engine light comes on or when you get a light that comes on on your dashboard, it means, hey, you, it's not necessarily a problem, but it might be a sign that there's a problem on the way or, um, you know, or there there's something that needs to be done. Um, attention needs to be given to whatever it is. And uh, I, there are two that I tell parents when they're when their student is dating someone if your son and his girlfriend or your daughter and her boyfriend don't ever spend any time with you and your, your spouse, or if, if they don't bring them around to like family stuff, if, if all their time is spent by themselves or, you know, like one-on-one, that's a real warning sign uh, that something um, is going on there that needs some real attention. Uh, you know, that, that isolation um, between with the two of them, that it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't doesn't mean I'm not going to say for sure you know your student you know your your child is sleeping with their boyfriend or their girlfriend I'm not saying that for sure but I am saying that that is a, a big warning sign that they ought to that it says something about that relationship if your child won't bring that person into your family and 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 it says something about your relationship with your child too I don't know what that is but it's something that you need to pay attention to. The other thing that is kind of a check engine light is um, what they do, like physically how they react to one another uh, in public. And, you know, when I have students Mm -hmm. who are very, um, you know, handsy, I guess is what I'll say, um, in public, then, you know, the going assumption is for me is that they, you know, are into some real sexual sin um, because, you know, I don't just like everybody else. What I say is, you know, I, I wear more clothes in public than I do in private, just like everyone else, you know, and um, and what what I'll do in public is less than maybe what I would do in private, just like everyone else. And that's certainly true about relationships. And so if. I see two students who have to sit by each other who are always holding hands during Sunday school of all things, you know, or, you know, or constantly like he's got constantly got his arm around her, you know, and she's always like, you know, leaning her head on his chest or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, if that's what you'll do when everyone is watching, what will you do when no one is watching? Yeah. 
Um, and that, you know, that's, those are just two warning signs. And I always talk to students when it comes to sexual sin, I say, you know, these things run downhill. They don't, no one goes from making out to holding hands to prolong glances like that. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. But like, you don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't get less intimate in a relationship. That does yes. not happen. All mm-hmm. right. That, that's not how that works. And so that's why when we need to set the, you know, the standards. So we need to set, draw those lines very brightly when they're younger and don't set them up for failure by, um, by, you know, letting them get into something that they really don't know how to work their way out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anyway, those are just some warning signs that I see um, with, with people who are yeah. doing. And Kurt, not to get us too sidetracked here, but um, do you have any kind of a policy uh, in your youth ministry talking about you know students holding hands, uh, like in youth ministry? I mean, do you just call them yeah, out? Does, them, does everybody? Make, no, I just make them hold my hand too, and that usually stops. <laughs> well, I ask if that. I, I mean, see students holding hand, I just walk up and, and join in, and they usually <laughs> are like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "I, I just." Wanted to show you how weird what you're doing is. They, or, um, or just start, no, not, start I, a, I've never done that. An impromptu <laughs> game of Red Rover real quick and just try to bust yeah. them. Uh, um, no, I mean, I, I've definitely had those students. I mean, I can remember one time, it was just kind of, uh, they were in the youth room and this one guy had his arm around a girl and they, we everybody knew they were dating. And so, you know, you start seeing all the other students looking at each other and making eyes. And so you just have to deal with that. And um, sometimes, yeah. you know, making kind of an open statement and a announcement portion of the youth group to say, <laughs> hey, look, we're not going to allow this to happen. Um, but I've had to call some parents, you know, when we've called students just holding I mean, hands in the youth I room, would, all that stuff. I, w- I would go to them on my own first. Um, the uh, Just because sometimes I've gotten in trouble for doing stuff like that and kind of shaming people, although it might be appropriate shame. But uh <laughs> I would uh, I would go to them on my own first because that's a good opportunity to be like, hey, I see that y'all are doing this at Wednesday night church. And I'll just tell you that in my mind, what that means is here's what you're doing when no one else is around. And that conversation is usually very awkward for them. It's not oh, yeah. awkward for me because, you know, <laughs> I because I'm married and have children. Clearly, like, you know, I've got my own thing going on. Like, but I just say like this. I'm, I'm telling you, this is I, it's good for them to hear like this is what the message that you're broadcasting about mm-hmm. yourselves. Um, and maybe everyone else isn't picking up on it, but I'm definitely receiving that broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's something we need to talk about. Uh, and before I would do it publicly, but you know, I wouldn't be against it if, if they were being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't really been a problem. Um, I've noticed it. Yeah, typically when that happens. It's someone from our group dating someone who's not in our youth group and someone that I haven't met a lot. And that says a lot to me right there because they haven't been they're, they're all they're being lovey dovey or whatever you want to say. But they I, they never brought them around before. And you'd be like, OK, well, that's again, that's like a warning sign. So mm-hmm. that's not something that I've run into a ton. Um, but uh, it is I mean, it, it's just something for parents to pay attention to. Yeah, and so trying to kind of condense maybe some of our 
our thoughts on this down to some points. I mean, we would definitely, you know, point to, as I said, Song of Solomon. Uh, that, that's some biblical wisdom on not awakening love uh, until its proper time. Uh, to just all of the cautions on sexual sin. I mean, obviously we know uh, that this is where a dating relationship is going to be, you know, dealing with a lot of that. And obviously as they get into college and prepare for marriage, I mean, they're, they're going to have this sexual temptation. And so as parents, we've got to have these kind of conversations, preparing our children uh, for uh, this reality. I mean, your uh, sinful heart is going to be prone towards sexual sin. And so we, we've got to be having these conversations. If it's in junior high, you know, telling them this is why we're not going to allow you today. It is because uh, we feel like it's going to be opening the door to a lot of temptation. But th- that conversation has to be taking place. And so, Kurt, I think you and I would both agree you know, dating in junior high is not a good idea, and we would discourage that. I mean, that's definitely um, what I'm going to uh, implement in my own household. You know, as uh, my children grow older, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, possibly allowing them to, to date as they, uh, they get older in high school, uh, but but encouraging kind of going uh, together in groups, uh, you know, not isolated one-on-one time for sure. Um, just, again, trying to prepare them as they're under my roof uh, still before they uh, go out into uh, college, Lord willing. Um, so these are some of the, you know, guidelines, I guess, principles maybe that we're, uh, yeah. again, trying to get some, I, give some bullet point things. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some parents in our, um, we've had some parents in our youth group who have had some different rules that I, or different guidelines that they've used that I thought were really helpful. One of them uh, you know, we've had a couple of more than a couple parents who have not let their children date until they could drive. Hmm. Um, because, uh, uh, they just said, you, you can't, you, you can't date, you can't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend until you can drive a car, you know, like they just 16. Um, that they just, and that's kind of arbitrary, but other things that, that I've seen people do is like, for instance, uh, we had one family that said, you know, they had, they have a couple daughters and uh, their daughters will get asked to things and they always tell their, their daughters, they don't have to go. If someone asks them to something, they can say no. Um, they don't have to be nice or whatever and say no, but what they can't do is say no to one person and then go with someone else. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that what I really appreciate about that, this the student, the girl actually told me about this is that she said, it made me realize like that um, to not think about people as like, like objects with features um, that I consume. So like I'm going to pass up on this person because a better deal is coming along. Um, And uh, you know, I thought that was really, I thought that was really wise. I think there's a lot to be said about this, but ultimately I think one of the main points that we want to make is that more than likely there's a pretty decent shot that your student is going to be married to someone. And there's also a pretty decent shot. It's not the person they're dating in high school. And if that's the case, then we need to live our lives with that future spouse in mind and also the future spouse of the person you're dating in mind. And that changes the way that we think about how we treat that person. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's another thing to consider as well. Yeah. And so I, th- I think just as parents, as we're trying to enter into this conversation and, and give, uh, you know, some, some and redeem uh you know, this, this area, uh, we've, we've got to be just, I mean, the, the very basic kind of first conversation is, you know, giving this biblical theological framework 
Church children about the yeah. importance of relationships, uh, that they're created for relationships, mm-hmm. also educating them on the fact that they are sexual beings and that, hey, this is good and this is normal. It's okay uh, that you're attracted to this person. Um, and I know, uh, I mean, there's going to be awkwardness there and students, uh, children aren't necessarily going to want to talk to their parents about this, but this is kind of goes back to why I think these conversations need to start happening at a younger age where it's very natural and normal to talk about these things between parents to children. And so trying to foster that, hey, this is normal, this is okay. Um, it's normal for you to feel this way, but we're not going to allow you to pursue this yet. Um, and then that gets into you know some of those biblical reasons on sexual temptation and sin. Um, but then also getting them to see you know the fact that um, everyone, and I, I can't remember if I saw this, um, heard this in a book, but seeing, you know, everyone basically falls into three categories, uh, that they're, ba- they're either your neighbor, you know, ultimately one day your, your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, or your brother and sister in Christ. Uh, so you've got kind of a neighbor, family, and then Lord willing one day, you know, um, a spouse. Um, but, but seeing everyone, okay, you know, if they're not your brother and sister in Christ, they're your neighbor. And so how are you to treat them? You're to love them and be kind to them. Um, and, but then also thinking about them uh, as a brother and sister in Christ. And so, you know, if they are, you know, attracted uh, to a guy or girl in the youth group saying, okay, well, look, they're your, they're professing faith in Christ. They're your brother and sister right now. And so let's relate to them as a brother or sister right now, um, because, uh, you know, again, at these younger ages, uh, we've got to be cautious of how we encourage that uh, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, we're, I live in Montgomery and Montgomery is weird just like every town is weird in some way. And one of the weird things about Montgomery is that they have um, these uh, these balls. Um, so uh, they have kind of like Mardi Gras. I don't know if you're from that part of the country where they where they do Mardi Gras. They have um you know, people get up in tuxes and tails and, uh, formals, you know, so they have these things. That, formals, yeah, formals. Proms, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is more than that. They have that too, but this is more than this is different. And, um, and they, this is something that they just do a lot of in Montgomery. I don't know why it's just tradition, but they have these things. And so they have that, that those are for adults typically, but, uh, and they have debutante balls, but, uh, for college students, but, then they have the high school and junior high versions too. They have a junior high, uh, they have one junior high dance. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and then they have, uh, one that's just for ninth graders. And then they have one for like, you know, they have a couple for 10th through 12th graders. They have all these. And like, so all students are getting dates, uh, you know, to go to these things all the time. Um, you know, and they have one that's Sadie Hawkins style where the girl asks the guy, I can't remember. I think that's Camellia, Camellia ball or something like that. But anyway, I was telling my students, take whoever you want. Like that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is exclusive dating. Um, you know, go and have a good time, go to the party and dance awkwardly and do your <laughs> Fortnite dances and, you know, um, and then, you know, and laugh at each other you know, go and do those things. You know what I mean? Like be, no one's saying not to be a high school student, but you know, don't, don't play marriage and then act like you're really married. And that's really the, the, what we're talking about. What we're really talking about where the problems arise is when our students date and they treat it like it's a committed relationship and they're really just playing marriage. When you play cops and robbers, you know, and you shoot the other kid 
and he falls down, he doesn't lay there dead for the rest of his life. Like he just, just you know, you, you don't really, he's not really dead. And you know, that's how I kind of think about dating is dating is like play marriage. Like it's not real. It's not a real relationship. Like, mm-hmm. and so you need, you know, don't, don't assign the same level of significance and commitment that you would to marriage to these high school boyfriend and girlfriend things, because that is where you can get into some real danger. And that's where hearts get broken and mm-hmm. people, there's some really tough things that happen. So yeah. Um, and, and speaking, we want to use that. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. Well, sorry, I jumped in on you. I mean, speaking of broken hearts, I mean, I've heard other people use this language that, um, in some ways dating, you're, you're, when you, you know, date and break up and date and break up and all that, you're practicing for divorce. And yep. I know some of that yep. can, can be a little bit strong. There's a way in which I agree with that. And in some ways I might push back slightly, but I mean, there, there's definitely an element of truth there because I think we're, then this kind of goes on the critique of the youth workers and the parents. Sometimes we can minimize um, the affections that students have for each other and we will just dismiss it like, oh, you don't even know what love is. But um, mm. obviously, obviously we mature in our understanding of love with each passing year and season. We, you know, I'm you know, 38 right now. I don't know what love is to the degree that a 50 year old knows that because just the, the wisdom that comes with life, uh, you learn more about that. And so without a doubt, our students, I believe, do have 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 love for a student and maybe just attraction, even if it is a little mm-hmm. shallow at times. But but when you're coming together and dating, um, you are expressing and being vulnerable and, and giving some of yourself to this person. And so when they break up, I mean, that is a big deal. Mm. And, and that oh. is that is going to hurt them. And we need to realize, you know, as, as parents and youth workers, when we're allowing our children to give themselves to somebody in a dating relationship, even if we think it's superficial, you know, if that just lasts a month for them, that's still significant for them. But they didn't even mm. those we know plenty of students who date for six months to a year or two, and then they break up, um, that, that's going to leave uh, an impact. And so we need to be preparing them for this. And this is, again, just a, a redeeming conversation you have with your children of, you know, this this is going to hurt. And we're trying to protect you from giving your heart to somebody. And then most likely, you know, if this isn't going to work out, that you're going to, you're going to be hurt by this. We're trying to guard you from that. And so, again, that's mm-hmm. another conversation we need to have. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you, you can see how much it hurts by the the, the couple that like are always sitting by each other all the time and then they break up and that person's name gets mentioned and the boy or the girl is like, Oh, I hate them. They're terrible. And like literally a week earlier, you like couldn't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. And like the thing about our students is like, it's easy to make fun or be like, Oh, or to belittle them. But really like they just have these strong emotions and they don't have the, the wisdom and the experience to know how to handle them. And mm-hmm. so they can be overcome by them. And, but their emotions are really strong and to act like they're not is really to deny what it means to be a young person anyway. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, we don't want to patronize or belittle. Um, uh, and I think, you know, John, we haven't said this, but I think it's really important that your children know how you met your wife, <laughs> like, you know, or you met your husband. Like, I think it's good for them to know the story of how you guys came together and became, you know, the family because the more that they know about that, the more that will become like what their expectation is. And if it's, if it's a good story, I mean, I don't, some people might be listening to this and be like, well, yeah, I, I just thought of a bunch of examples. They're probably, they, we, we I was riding on a, I was riding on a mechanical bull and got slung off and ran into my life. <laughs> Man, that, that is way tamer than what I was thinking. So that's good. But um, I was like, let's uh, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I've got one more though. I've got, hold on. How about this one? Um, uh, I was, I was at a political rally and I was on one side and your wife was on the other and we were yelling epithets at each other about how we hate each other and we looked each other's eyes and all that melted away. And we, we, we got married. <laughs> one, that will never happen. And two, um, not a great story, but the more that you tell, you know, the more that you t- clearly, if you're married and you have kids, even what you have is not perfect. Um, but God has been gracious to you in that. Um, the more that they know about that, the more that they're going to understand what it might look like for them. And I think that's important. Sometimes we don't, our experiences determine how we parent. So if you smoked weed when you were in high school, it doesn't mean you can't say anything if your child gets caught smoking weed. And if you did made bad dating choices in high school, it doesn't mean you're not, you, you're still free to exercise wisdom and to show them the better way. You don't need to feel anything about that, but any hesitancy about that, but also, you know, you have these experiences and the more that they, the more that they hear those things that I think the better it is for them. So mm, especially yeah. coming from you because you love them. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, just saying th- this has to be a conversation. I mean, that's, that is stating the obvious, but I will say, um, you know, I've, as we talked about doing youth ministry for 15 years, um, I've had conversation after conversation after conversation with students who said their parents never talked to them about sex. Um, mm-hmm. and, and these are, students from, from good families. And these are great, solid students. And so we, we know that parents have a reluctance to talk about sex and issues surrounding that. And so um, I think, and I hope some of that's kind of changing a little bit. It seems like just some of the literature and discussion that's going on in Christian circles is, is kind of forcing parents to talk about this a little bit more, but kind of yeah, you know, bring, so bringing that into this conversation, I mean, parents have got to be talking about, relationships with their kids. I mean, dating and then marriage. I mean, again, as we talked about just the creational reality of, of marriage, that it was an institution created by God before the fall. And if it is this you know, huge, this significant institution that illustrates Christ's love for the church, parents have to be imparting that reality to their children and preparing them, you know, for dating and all of the issues that are going to come up for, from that because, you know, so many students are just kind of trying to figure this out and fumble along the junior high and high school and then college. And um, it seems that there are those parents that just think, oh, well, they've kind of just got to learn and figure this out on their own and learn by mistakes and learn through the heartaches of breakup and all that stuff. But really, we could save them uh, from a lot of trouble and a lot of heartache by by having these conversations with them and um, preparing them uh, for for marriage one day, and so just the, the general encouragement to parents: you, you've got to talk to your kids about this and, and prepare them uh, for dating and for Lord willing marriage one day. And prepare them. Let's let's go ahead and say this too: prepare them for singleness. Um, I mean, at a yeah. young, at a young age, you know, I've been praying for my children at, at times, and would pray for their spouse, and would say, oh, "But Lord, if it's your will for them to be single for the rest of their life, please prepare them for that." And you know, help them to be married to your church and to serve your church. And so we need to uh, also properly prepare our children that marriage isn't the end all be all, you know, that, um, that it is important and it is significant, but you're not less of a human, you know, if you're not married. And so um, I think that's, you know, an important reality and truth. We need to be teaching our children um, in this conversation. Yeah, I'm completely, completely agree. All right. Uh, 
John, how are we looking on time right now? Do, yeah. do we need to let the good people go? Yeah, I think we need to start wrapping it up. And so um, mm-hmm. do you want to make you, any last comments? No, I, I just think this is a really – this is a tough topic. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't even get into what if no one – what if your student says no one wants to date me or, mm-hmm. um, or I, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, I don't want to say self-esteem, but there's like per, like the ways we see ourselves uh, – issues as well that we can't get into um but if your student is i hope that this has been helpful if um if your student is dating someone or if you're thinking about dating someone um or is you know sweet on someone or whatever term they use now <laughs> um we we also didn't mention the fact that like lots of times these relationships almost happen almost exclusively we mentioned it at the beginning but they sometimes these relationships happen almost exclusively uh via the phone mm-hmm. and and the danger that that, um, that that can, I mean, it's a very regular, pro, pro, it, it is very common, John, very common for a boy to send a message and through whatever social media it, he chooses to send a message to a girl that he has never even been on a date with to just like send me a naked picture oh, of yeah. yourself. Absolutely. It's like, that's like, now, I mean, when I was in high school, high school and I would have never had the gall to do that. So like that just blows my mind in a lot of ways. I'm not saying that's above me. It's not, I'm just saying that I like, you know, obviously we didn't have that kind of technology, but that's like a new challenge too. That You know, that's another thing that we have to talk with our students about is like, you know, we've, we've said this, but not really said explicitly, but you know, sex is reserved for marriage for a reason, you know, and, and, a lot of our students are engaging in like casual hookups or mm. whatever with no relationship attached whatsoever. This, all this relationship talk goes completely over their head because they don't associate relationship with like physical intimacy. And that, that's a whole nother issue that we probably, that's probably another podcast. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, you had a book, you had a, you had a book that you wanted to mention and I wanted to get, make sure you had time to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I mean, as you're saying, just the, the casual hookup, I mean, that, that leads right into this um, resource. Uh, it's called, <clears throat> excuse me, love thy body by Nancy Piercy. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal book. Uh, I think every Christian needs to go out and buy it. it it's definitely not a light read, um, but, but the way that it's set up is, uh, you, you can just read the introduction or the first chapter uh, and then jump into the other chapters because it's the same basic framework she borrows from Francis Schaeffer. But Nancy Piercy gets into you know a chapter on abortion, a chapter on homosexuality, a chapter on transgender. But then there's a chapter on the hookup culture. Um, and just <clears throat> all of the, you know, uh, just scientific uh, <laughs> data on, uh, the damage that it's doing uh, to on college campuses uh, specifically of just students hooking up and, and trying to say that they can just go through the motions of having sex but disengage their mind from that and just how that's not possible. Again, I mean, that this goes back to uh, just how we are wired by God and created by God. Um, and so, yeah, I would say, you know, if anybody's kind of pushing back on us with uh, just, oh, it's not that big of a deal, and they can, you know, kind of go through junior high and high school, hooking up, having somewhat, you know, affections for people, just read that chapter, and it's just kind of the mic drop on the conversation. Um, but, mm. but, but Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy, I mean, specifically, 
uh, on dating and relationships, some, some books, as I've said, Relationships, A Mess Worth Making by Paul David Tripp and Tim Lane, uh, but then also Sex, Dating, and Relationship by, let me look up their names, uh, Gerald Highstand and Jay Thomas, uh, Sex, Dating, and Relationships, A Fresh Approach uh, is the subtitle there. And then also there's another one called Not Yet Married. Um, by, I think it's Mark Siegel. I can't remember uh, for sure. But just a reminder, we'll put all these links up. If you go to rym.org, you can actually, uh, I think, just slash parenting today. Uh, you can look it up that way and you'll see a list of all the episodes and the links that go along with those episodes. Uh, so anything you want to add, Kurt, or any re- uh, reference article, podcast uh, before we close this out? No, no, no. Let's let's end with that with that love that body book because um, that's a pretty strong recommendation for me. So um, let's end there. I uh, enjoyed it, John, and I guess I will see you next week, next Tuesday. Yeah, sounds good. Talk to you later, Kurt. All right, I right, see you, man.